His new faith was deeper and wiser than that of his youth, both chastened and enlightened by his earlier encounters with the Buddhist, Confucian, and Taoist traditions. American evangelicalism today is more worldly-wise than the fundamentalism of Lin's boyhood. It is more open to human culture and plays a much larger role in the production of culture. Yet in its attitude toward other religions, American evangelicalism is remarkably similar to that Chinese fundamentalism. Like its distant Asian cousin, it is often regarded non-Christian religion as taboo, consisting of either foolish nonsense or demonic delusions. Sometimes it has granted these religions a certain benign respect that acknowledges limited points of convergence with Christian doctrine, but rarely, if ever, has it regarded non-Christian religion as something from which it can learn. As a result, Christian understanding of its own revelation is less than it could be. More important, Christian witness to non-Christians has created a rock of stumbling for Christians and non-Christians alike. How many non-Christians have decided to stop listening because Christians have shown no appreciation for what might be true in their religions? Arguably, the Church's greatest challenge in the next century will be the problem of the scandal of particularity. More than ever before, Christians will need to explain why they follow Jesus and not the Buddha or Confucius or Krishna or Muhammad. But if, while relating their faith to the faiths, Christians treat non-Christian religions as netherworlds of unmixed darkness, the Church's message will be a scandal not of particularity, but of arrogant obscurantism. Kazuki Koyama tells of a missionary couple arriving in Bangkok who told their host that all Thai religion, chiefly Theravada Buddhism, was the worship of demons. Thirty million people and seven hundred years of tradition brushed aside in one instant, Koyama notes. And that the then eight hundred million citizens of the People's Republic of China were, according to the missionaries, all atheists and therefore unsaved, making the country an enemy of the gospel. Thankfully, most missionaries I know do not display such cultural insensitivity. However, this kind of evangelistic approach, which ignorantly assumes that non-Christians have no knowledge of God and that their traditions are worthless and pernicious, may do more harm than good to the name of Christ. It tells non-Christians that Christians are not interested in learning about them and have no respect for their cultures. Often it communicates the message that Christians are interested in people not as human individuals, but only as representatives of systems of thought. In the language of Martin Buber, we regard the other person not as a thou demanding respect, but as an it to be accepted only conditionally. Recent evangelical introductions to the problem of other religions have built commendably on foundations laid by J. N. D. Anderson and Stephen Neal. Anderson and Neal opened up the heathen worlds to the evangelical West, showing that many non-Christians also seek salvation and have personal relationships with their gods. In the last decade, Clark Pinnock and John Sanders have argued for an inclusivist understanding of salvation, and Harold Netland has shed new light on the question of truth in the religions. Yet no evangelicals have focused, as non-evangelicals Keith Ward, Diana Eck, and Paul Knitter have done, on the revelatory value of truth in non-Christian religions. Anderson and Neal showed that there are limited convergences between Christian and non-Christian traditions, and Pinnock has argued that there might be truths Christians can learn from religious others. But as far as I know, 
No evangelicals have yet examined the religions in any sort of substantive way for what Christians can learn without sacrificing, as Knitter and John Hick do, the finality of Christ. This book is the beginning of an evangelical theology of the religions that addresses not the question of salvation, but the problem of truth and revelation, and takes seriously the normative claims of other traditions. It explores the biblical propositions that Jesus is the light that enlightens every person, John 1.9, and that God has not left himself without a witness among non-Christian traditions, Acts 14.17. It argues that if St. Augustine learned from Neoplatonism to better understand the gospel, if Thomas Aquinas learned from Aristotle to better understand the scriptures, and if John Calvin learned from Renaissance humanism, perhaps evangelicals may be able to learn from the Buddha and other great religious thinkers.